I feel pain in my chest, I feel pain in my leg, I feel pain in my feet, and the doctors doesn't know exactly what it what it is. Well, actually, it's not really a, a physical problem. It's not a bone, it's not a muscle. It's maybe an emotion you are keeping in that part, and what we are trying to do is why you are keeping in this part of your body. Whether you're a professional dancer or just started falling in love with ballet dance, Welcome to the Baladance Life Podcast. Here, we are diving deep into all facets of Baladance world that cannot be found in a workshop or an audience seat. Every week, you will find new, honest, thought-provoking, inspiring, and educational conversation with top leading professionals of our industry. I'm your host, Jana Komornitska, and I'm honored that you are part of our dance tribe. This episode is brought to you by the Yana Dance Club, online platform where you can get access to all my teaching materials at once. Hundreds of technique drills, multiple choreographies, themed intensives, full-length courses, everything you can think about. Whether 20 minutes or few hours for practice, you will find a program that will fit not only your schedule, but your mood as well. First seven days are free, so check it out at yanadanceclub.com, link in the show notes. Hello, dear dancers. Welcome to a new episode of the Baladance Life podcast. To be honest, last 14 plus days were some of the toughest days in my life, just like in the lives of many, many people, many dancers from Ukraine, around Ukraine, connected to Ukraine, and uh, the decision to renew releasing of the podcast uh, wasn't quite easy and straightforward for me too, like for the last month I paused anything, but uh, now I feel it's it's time at least to release episodes that were already recorded before the war started and to put them out in the world and then hopefully also slowly to renew the process of recording new episodes. I don't know in which format, in which mood they will be, but we'll see. Life and time will show us. I have also put a special announcement on the podcast page referring to a bunch of links through which you can help Ukraine, donate, send humanitarian aid, but also help specific dancers, Ukrainian ballet dancers. They are not in any specific order of priority or need, like I just go one by one and I constantly update them, but you can check all this information at yanadance.com support dash Ukraine. I will put exact uh, direct link also in the show notes to uh, this episode. And I just want to remind you that times like this do require community and do require support. And never think that your support is too little to offer. Uh, whatever it is, either some sort of donation or taking someone class or just sending a message because even a little support does really matter and it makes a difference. It will make a difference in at least someone's life and even if it makes a difference, even a tiny difference in one person's life, you don't know the ripple effect of it 
and do you don't know how much that person actually needed that support right now right at that moment so do not ignore do not simply pass by but take a look and see what you actually can do because to a certain extent we are much more powerful than we think and especially when we gather and do it together as a community that's where the real power comes but at the same time every community consists of individuals and those individuals are us <laughs> me you your friend your relative some person that you may not know personally but who is also listening to the same podcast right now or maybe a little bit later in the day but right now it is time to pay attention and all of this podcast is not political per se but life even within our belly dance community the life of so many belly dancers had changed literally in a click of one day and some dancers already lost everything lost their apartment their studios their costumes belongings they're just happy to be still alive and this is really happening so this is not just even some political topic somewhere it is directly what is happening right now even within our balladance community so once again i gather together many links and i constantly update the page uh, where you can find all information at yanadance.com support ukraine and as I mentioned earlier, I took decision to renew at least partially the podcast, at least to release for now uh, episodes where they are recorded before February 24th. And one of those co conversations is our current today's podcast with amazing guest Hitza, who is a Mexican dancer, internationally renowned teacher, choreographer, and artistic director who started practicing Middle Eastern dance in 2006. She is currently the director of the Hitza Dance School and the Rak Sahira Dance Company. Her vision for ballet dance is influenced by psychology and dance therapy. With these disciplines, she has developed tools for teaching dance in a creative and experimental way always investigating personal experience as a main engine for creation and interpretation and i think that this conversation is a perfect fit uh, and perfectly timed to be released because uh, the idea of dance therapy can be so helpful and useful especially right now currently for so many dancers to process and to dig into their emotions and help to release whatever baggage we have been carrying so far because everyone's life is is not that straightforward and often very difficult but especially right now with so much tension so much stress so much uncertainty in the world itself so i think you will really enjoy and find a lot of usefulness in this conversation we talked about the concept of the dance movement therapy we talked also about how classes actually flow how they look like group classes individual classes how we can incorporate dance movement therapy into belly dance classes 
and also of course about our belly dance community about common psychological patterns among many belly dance students or people who chose to come specifically to belly dance class and at the end we also talked with Hitsa about her pregnancy experience as a belly dancer and how it went for her so this is what's prepared for today i hope you will enjoy this conversation and don't forget uh, to at the end to also screenshot this episode share it spread the word i'm pretty sure if you enjoyed it that many of your friends dance friends will enjoy it too so don't forget to share the word and uh, don't be shy to get in touch with me and our beautiful guest hitsa on subjects questions takeaways that you had from listening to this conversation on this note let's dive in hello dear hitsa i am very happy to welcome you at the Belladance life podcast and something tells me that we will have very interesting conversation today <laughs> welcome to mm -hmm. our space <laughs> Thank you very much, Diana. I'm really, really happy to be here and to collaborate with your podcast. So it's an honor for me. Mm. Well, I know that uh, you know a little bit at least about the flow of our conversation and you probably know that I always start from um, the very, very beginning asking like where and when and how was your first interaction with ballet dance? And that moment that you thought like, mm, maybe I'm curious to learn about it a little bit more. Okay. Yes, I love that question. <laughs> uh, for me, it was really, um, I was dancing for all my life, uh, different styles and, and many things. But uh, when I turned 18, I had to stop because uh, every time I danced, it was on my school. It was like a part of a group school. And when I finished my studies, uh, I, I went out. Uh, I didn't have any other group to dance with. So my sister, she was taking uh, belly dance classes. And she told me, come on, come and see my classes. Uh, you may like. Uh, and I said, no, 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 belly dance. I, I, I'm not, I didn't know very much about belly dance. And I, I used to do some more like a sport, like cheerleading mm -hmm. and some jazz and another style completely different. So I went on my way, and when she had a, a, a show for her school, I went to, to see her show. So the moment I saw her dancing on the stage with that music that I didn't know, and with the costume, and with the veil, and with everything that, uh, that she had on stage, for me it was like, a, like very magic, actually. It was like very... Uh, very different, like the things I used to know, uh, to the dance I used to to do. So it was the point the, when I decided to, okay, I want to try it, and I want to see what's about, and I want to try that on my body, actually. Mm. And how was your very first dance class? Was it like your expectations, or it was something... Different. It, was, it was terrible for me because I was used to do something like more um, mechanical, uh, like uh, you do one arm, two arm, two steps, to turn and to stop. I don't know. But when belly dance, uh, you need to breathe. You have to do your arms at the same time that you are doing your, uh, your hands. 
and you're moving your hips and you are turning and you are doing like uh, many different movements with very different qualities of movement. So for me at the beginning, it was very, very complicated. Um, I think uh, I could do it easier. But uh, actually, the first classes, it was like, okay, this is uh, very different, uh, like anything I'm, I'm used to do. So I have to focus. I have mm -hmm. to be concentrated. I have to understand my body in a different level because it's not actually like you are only moving your feet or your arms. You have to understand the muscles. You have to understand how the muscles is moving. So it was difficult, but I like challenge. So when I saw that this was a very difficult challenge for me, it was like, okay, I want to try it and I want to do it. <laughs> and it was time you were still in high school, but you, you mentioned that at 18 you stopped dancing and the dancing was part of school. So was it still school years or it was already a transition to university when you started doing ballet dance? Exactly. I was in the transition to university. I started to do psychology. So it was that moment uh, that I was doing a different thing in a different context. And I, I was actually also like apart from my friends and from all that uh, area I used to be. So it was actually a very good moment to start because uh, I think transition between college and university, it's a big change mm -hmm. in, in many, many ways. So finding belly dance in this moment for me was like, okay, everything is changing. So I have to, to know new things and to adapt me to also get new things on my body, on my knowledge and on the way of living. It was also like a routine, no? I, I was more independent, so I have to go to university and then eat somewhere in the street because I used to live far from the university. And I have to wait there to get to my belly dance classes so it was like getting into a routine uh, very different I, I used to be. Mm. And your degree was in psychology, yeah? Yes. But then I know that you also based your university degree on uh, dance and dance therapy. So was it like second degree or it was twist of psychology degree into dance direction? <laughs> Well, actually, it, it's a master's degree in dance therapy, but uh, from the moment I knew belly dance, uh, I started to doubt if I wanted to keep on psychology because I started to question myself and, self and to say, maybe I want to study dance. And uh, for a few years, I was like in this uh, very difficult moment, uh, keep on psychology, uh, change to dance keep both and try to do both. Uh, but actually in my city, there wasn't a dance career. So I had to go to another city and to change on university. So it was very complicated. And at the moment I, I started to decide, I was in the half of the career. I was doing all for two years. So I also love psychology. I have loved psychology always. So I decided to finish psychology. At the same time, I was doing uh, studies on dance, but specifically on belly dance, that this I could do on my city. And I could also travel for a few weekends to get to know uh, more teachers and to learn with them and then go back to my city and keep on my, on my university. So I decided to finish psychology, 
to learn a lot, uh, as many as I could uh, with belly dance. And when I finished the, the, my career, I decided to come to Spain to do a master's degree in dance movement therapy. Mm, so you may, uh, like your bachelor's degree was in uh, uh, Mexico, is that correct? Yes. It's Mexico. And the master's degree was in uh, Spain. And um, so which specific degree was it? it? Was it called like dance master's degree in, I don't know, dance therapy? Or it was master's degree in, I don't know, in arts and then you twist it or in psychology and then you twisted it in, into dance therapy topic? No, no, that, that's the most, uh, actually, the, the best thing, because it's a master's degree in dance movement therapy. Mm. It's specifically on this, and uh, I, I only could find this on, uh, in London, in Argentina, or Barcelona. Mm. So for me, Barcelona was the city I wanted to get to know more, and I decided to come here, but the master is like this, specifically mm. like this. And for those who may not be familiar with this term, can you describe generally like what is dance, like movement and uh, movement and dance therapy? Like what is the concept of this uh, term of this uh, uh, approach? Yes. Um, well, actually, it's uh, it's very um, open. Uh, it's not like a like in a specific dance or in his, in a specific way. The, the master I, I studied has a, the, a base like in uh, psychoanalysis. Uh, it's like, um, actually, it, it comes from the natural movement. You mm -hmm. have to, to start to move in natural way. You have to learn to listen to your body and to see how your body wants to move today because uh, it's like this is the main... Um, the main spot where you start to go in different ways. Uh, the idea of this master of, or what I love the most is that comes from the practice. So the group, the study group, uh, it's a practice group. We were doing some classes, uh, learning about the uh, theory and learning about different uh, ways of doing therapy and movement. But actually we had a space where we were receiving uh, dance movement therapy as a group. So this was the best way to get to know what is dance movement therapy. Um, and it actually, it's, it's like a, a way to, to open your movement. Uh, no shame, no judgment, no technique, no style. It's only to learn how your body wants to express in a specific context. Because, of course, when you do this, uh, you have a, a, a therapist that's, that is doing like a, a, a guidance, you mm -hmm. know? So he's doing, he's putting like a theme, he's putting like some symbols, he's putting like some ideas, or he's doing like some um, certain um, uh, Pautas, I don't know how to say in English, like certain uh, specific uh, words mm -hmm. that can uh, transport you to a, a different place and that can make you think uh, of a different way. And with this, it's something that really happens very, very natural. You just start to move and you start to connect with yourself and you start to connect with the others because 
it's very important that you uh, actually know that you are not alone in the classroom. No, you open your eyes and you see that there is another person that is doing the same specific uh, training like you from the inside to the outside. And finally, you connect. You connect with somebody, you start to move in a different way, you start to make a history, you start to make connections. And, and it always uh, has like a climax. There's always a moment where everybody is like in this cathartic movement, uh, everybody is doing in the same energy. And somehow mm, you can make a closure. Uh, you find a way to, to breathe, to do... Uh, to make this history ends and to go with all your uh, your dance fellows to the same spot where you go mm. down and breathe and relax and go uh, inside again. So it's it's very difficult to explain what exactly is because um, it's very wide. It's not a specific theme. You can treat uh, as as many things as you want. You can go with one thing in your head and say, okay, tonight, today we're going to start uh, dancing with a repetitive movement, for example. And from this, you can go and do the, the, the complete session doing repetitive movements and, and getting some feedback from it. Or mm -hmm. maybe you can just go and say, okay, imagine you are a tribe and you are uh, trying to get some food as simple as that and the group starts to make some movements and to interact and to do some things and everything just starts to 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 become actually very natural so it depends on the group uh, what is this group who is in this group and it depends on, on the therapist what he wants to work and what's the objective or this session today or uh, in three sessions or for a long time so it's very, it's very wide. It's very open, mm -hmm. and I think, um, I think you have to try to to really know what is the dance movement therapy. Yeah, definitely. To me, it reminded a lot of contact improv, uh, yes. which I was doing a lot. But I've never been to a dance therapy, like dance movement therapy session. So that's why I was curious, like to know, okay, how exactly it works. So. It's typically like it has to be in the group, or there can be like some like one-on-one -on -one things with therapists like this. Yes, you can do one one person, and it's very common to do one person. If you have a specific thing you you want to to treat, you can go. Uh, actually, nowadays there are many many therapists that start working on the body before going to the language. Um, every session in dance movement therapy. At the end, uh, it's not uh, a request, but almost the, all the times you can finish talking and, uh, of course, putting in words what you felt, how did you feel, what, what was the ideas you had on the mind and how did you connect with your body. Or you can also draw. It's very mm -hmm. common. Also, at the end, you go and you do some drawing. It doesn't matter what it is. You can do a round or you can just uh, do a blue paper or you can do a spot. But uh, actually, all this content, it's very representative from what you felt on the session. Um, sometimes, uh, or I think the people that comes to dance movement therapy, 
they actually uh, are feeling more comfortable with their body than putting uh, the feelings on words. So mm-hmm. it's a good way really to to simply just start to move and to see how I feel. Uh, I feel uh, some pressure in my chest. Uh, maybe I'm not uh, breathing fine. I'm feeling some anxiety. So you can start working on here. Okay, let's move the chest. Let's see how this uh, pain or this uh, uncomfortable you have, it can be moved with dance. It can be moved with some breathing, going into the floor and feeling the the feeling of um, support. Um, what I most love about dance therapy is that you have many, many sources uh, because you can start very quiet, uh, even uh, always thinking that dance movement, you have to move. No, sometimes you just want to sit and you just have to relax and you just have to breathe and you just have to like go inside, like some kind of meditation. It actually sometimes mm-hmm. works like this because uh, there is many inner movement uh, that you don't want to put in a choreo or in a, uh, in, in out movement. You, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, so I think the, the most beautiful thing about dance therapy, it's really um, you can start uh, doing whatever you, you need at this moment. You can move, you, you can stay still, quiet, and for almost uh, always you develop some movement, even if it's only like a, how do you say, balanceo. Swinging like a, from side to side. Like a swinging uh-huh. movement. So you can start from here, and these movements, repetitive, uh, sometimes start to move emotions uh, to, and to move uh, feelings. And from there, you go just str- scratching, scratching mm-hmm. and see what the person needs at this mm-hmm. time. It's interesting. And what is the main focus or I would say the main effect of dance therapy because um, I do quite a lot of different therapies I never did actually dance therapy which is ironic (laughs) (laughs) but like I I do quite a lot of different therapies and of course they they work on different people in different ways and they kind of address both things but some therapy methods they are more focused on either um, identifying the problem of discomfort for a person or like maybe bringing up memories what caused the problem. And some other therapists, they are not focusing on that. They are more focusing on how to release and process, let's say, whatever discomfort or emotions that the person is experiencing. So for dance therapy, how does it actually work in terms of effects uh, well, I will say that it's it's really uh, the same like a verbal therapy. I mean, uh, you can have uh, all of these objectives you told you you talk about. Uh, you can go with uh, some objectives and say, I don't know what's the problem, but I I don't feel good. I I just need to find what's the source of my uncomfortable, and you can start from there. Um, Many persons uh, uh, used to use the dance movement therapy to actually work on the body because uh, we know uh, nowadays uh, the therapy, it's, it's a very good uh, way to, to let go and to solve problems, but we actually 
keep on emotions on the body. Mm-hmm. And uh, we are going uh, more tense. We are going every time more stressful. Our breathing is not the same that it was before. Uh, our posture is not the same. We are every time more, um, how do you say, squeeze, like mm-hmm. more uh, small. And many times, uh, actually, it comes from a physical pain. You know, like I feel pain in my chest, I feel pain in my leg, I feel pain in my feet, and the doctors doesn't know exactly what it mm-hmm. what it is. Well, actually, it's not really a, a physical problem. It's not a bone. It's not a muscle. It's maybe an emotion you are keeping in that part. And what we are trying to do is why you are keeping in this part of your body. What does the what does the fit means to you? The fit maybe okay the support of all your body, the part of your body that connects with the earth and keeps you in reality. So you start to do like um like very uh, small connections that tries to know why uh, some painful parts of your body are, are talking. What do they want to tell you and why you are not able to to keep it outside, no? Why you go to the doctor and you're taking pills and you are going to fi- to physiotherapy and the, the pain still is there. So mm-hmm. um, dance movement therapy, it's a very useful tool when you don't find actually what's going on with your body and maybe you just have to click uh, the emotion with this part of your body and see, okay, why do I have to be uh, in this uh, point of my life and why why my body is talking and what does he wants to tell me mm, yeah so true and uh, there's so much store our emotions in the body it's so like so many cases and examples like we see more and more these days and people like start researching this topic more and more and I'm curious, uh, in terms of group classes for dance therapy, because if it's individual one-on-one, let's say, and you person uses it as a therapy, they may come with a certain like problem or topic or theme they want to work through. But if it's a dance class, so is it the group formed according to the, let's say, topics that they want to work on? Or is it always like the decision of... Um, person who guides like the therapist or how in this case like the theme like maybe the theme of that therapist brings up it's one thing but the person who wants to come to to group dance uh, movement therapy class like they want to work on something completely different so is it somehow coordinated or is it more like as an ongoing process and the therapist always uh, comes up with uh, like the let's say the line of topics that they are working through the classes. I love this question. Um, yes, it's very interesting because uh, actually it's um, when you do a, a group session, um, you actually don't don't choose the members. No, uh, for example, if I open a dance therapy on my school, I know I will receive uh, as many person as different. Maybe someone has a pain, maybe someone wants only to prove, maybe somebody else uh, wants to work something about his family. Uh, they all have different uh, objectives. But uh, the, the richness about dance therapy is that when you start to work on movements, even if you are working in group, you can dance 
you can improvise and you can dance and you can work in your personal uh, things. I mean, the therapist has to be very clever, of course, and uh, he has to be, um, he has to know to observe and to be very careful knowing how to manage the group because he, he knows they may have different objectives. But when you start to working on, on a group, uh, there's many things uh, on the table. You can see uh, how you interact with others. You can see what's your position uh, in a conflict, for example. You can see how do you react when somebody uh, it's crying because many times in a in a dance move therapy uh, it comes the 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 cry and uh, when you are in there and you see another person crying that moves you in inside and that makes you uh, be in a position that wakes up um, how you feel how you feel about it and maybe that's reflecting your own personal problem so. In a very deep, deep, deep way, you you maybe are are working with with the with the partner, but it's always uh, it's always because of you. Because every time you are connecting with somebody, every time you have a good feeling with somebody, every time you have a bad feeling with somebody, it's because he's making you move inner emotions that that maybe recalls you somebody or that may, maybe makes you think about uh, something past uh, in your past or that maybe make you uh, remember your actual situation in your family. So, I mean, uh, I think uh, every person, uh, even if they are working in different objectives, at the end, they will find their own uh, way to discover inner uh, personal work because um, every group has a story and this story involves every person in it so of course I think the therapist has to be always very very um, I don't know the the word in English but like uh, clever like finding the way that everyone fits in and that nobody feels outside and uh, has to find the time perfect to put the music, the perfect time to go uh, everyone on his side, the perfect time to say, okay, now go together and be together and find your partner, and the perfect time to say, okay, it's over, find a closer for yourself. So uh, I think if there is a good therapist uh, observing the group, uh, you can be working both things, uh, the group things and the personal things. In your opinion, is it uh, realistic to do effective dance movement uh, therapy session in online setting? I don't know. I I haven't done it uh, as a therapist or as a as a member of a dance therapy. Uh, for me, it was very difficult to start on the online classes for belly dance and. Um, I think that in a, in a dance movement therapy, it's it's very it's very distant. It's very difficult to really feel in to really be part of the group. Maybe if you are working in one person, you can do you you can have a space where you are observing 
the, the person and you are just saying some things and, and doing the, the guidance on the therapy. But if you are working in a group, I think it's not the best option. I don't know. Yeah, I was just curious your opinion because of these days everyone is switching online and yeah. all like this past almost like two years so far that was the reality for the dance world but specifically yeah. dance movement therapy especially because it's so connected to the group activity very often it's like okay like how and even one-on-one -on -one, like how realistic is to have a, like effective session but if it's like in this online format, because it brings a different layer <laughs> yes. on it, yeah. And in terms of your belly dance classes, uh, so do you bring any elements of dance movement therapy in your belly dance uh, regular classes, or you're trying to keep like things super separate? <laughs> um, well, actually, uh, I try to keep it separate. When I just do dance therapy, I try to do dance therapy. And when I do belly dance, I do belly dance. But I have uh, taken a lot of tools from dance movement therapy to my classes because uh, uh, from the moment I started to do dance therapy, my dance changed. I, I connected to myself in a different way. I understood my body in a different way. And I was curious about many different things when I... When I saw that there was a theory uh, beside uh, different kind of movements, so as a teacher, I think one of my my specific things I want to do with my students it's actually to to get closer to this uh, approach of dance. Uh, the dance, it's uh, belly dance. It's also difficult. We know it's not easy to learn. It has um, many styles, it has a lot of history, it has a specific music, it has a different culture, so you have to learn and to, to study a lot. But when you try to understand dance uh, from a different approach, I think you can open to a new perspective. Um, I, I started to discover this when I saw some students, uh, for example, that couldn't move the chest. Uh, a circle chest maybe she was like for five years taking classes and she wasn't able to really do a chest circle she was all the time like tense and she was not breathing and she was like she couldn't understand what's the movement or how to do it so I I realized that maybe these tools from dance therapy will help her mm -hmm. to understand how to do this so I, I started to do some uh, specific exercises uh, from Laban uh, theory. I just, uh, I all, it's my specific uh, theme. I think uh, Rudolf von Laban started like a, a, a method called the quality of movements. And he was trying to understand movement from a different perspectives. And when you try to uh, understand this, when you try to, understand the weight, the flow, the time, and the space, these four uh, factors, you can understand. Uh, or for, for me, it was like opening many, many windows. Oh, okay. I can understand that my, my body can be weight or my body can be light. I understand that the flow can mm -hmm. be uh, free 
or can be um, contenido. I don't know how to say in English. Little, um, like concentrated? Concentrated. Or yes, restricted? Free and yes. restricted? Something like Free this. and restricted, yes. Restricted, I think, is more uh, uh, common. So I tried, I started to do these exercises on my, on my students, uh, like, like a kind of uh, warm up. Okay, let's forget about belly dance for a few times. We will do a bit uh, exercise about only feel your body. And I want to concentrate on your breath. I want to concentrate on the weight. And I try to do some exercises, very basic. For example, you are swimming in a, in a swimming pool that it's full of yellow. No, yellow. Mm-hmm. So your body has to do a, a different movement, like if you are in, in the water. And now you have to feel and you have to think that you are jumping in the clouds. So how is your breathing? And how would you feel if you are jumping in the clouds that are, are like a sponge? And, uh-huh, um, yeah. You know? So you have to try, like, open a box that it's very, very heavy. And you have to really feel all your muscles trying to push. So when I started to do these exercises, I realized that they were starting to connect uh, emotions and feelings with some movements that they couldn't understand only with a technique explanation. So for me, it was like really, really a very interesting tool that I have been working on for many years now and that it's always helpful to to get to uh, desbloquear, uh, unblock, to unblock emotions and that lets you uh, move in a different ways that lets you know your body and to move different and actually and also it goes on the emotional way you keep to you get to know more secure you get to understand uh, your emotions when you are trying to do a love uh, song Mm -hmm. you are really uh, doing a love song because you are uh, this is a word embodiment uh, the embodiment now when you are working on embodiment you are not trying to imagine the love you are trying to be the love at this moment so dance movement therapy uh, for me it was like this point that made me realize many things and that helped my students also to understand how to feel on the motions how to feel on the body how to keep different sources to move in different ways and then we can adapt that on belly dance we can use that to do some belly dance but we are trying to do some things we know we have felt in our body in our mind in our history and that will give you like a different perspective of of dance so for me that was the the principal cause and that is the the most grateful thing in in dance movement therapy because i actually don't do a lot of dance therapy for me, I do more dance classes, but they are always uh, with some kind of or some exercises that comes from this. Mm. That's so fascinating to me to, to listen to. Like I, I was like, oh, I've never did like dance movement therapy, but uh, the concept of uh, bringing imagination to dance classes, mm-hmm. it's so interesting. Like I got familiar with... Um, imaginative, I'd say, uh, or imagery uh, 
concept in dance training also at my university years, but it was completely from different perspective. It was the program by Donna Krasnow, I believe. Uh, she was uh, she created the program of conditioning for dancers. Mm-hmm. using imagery and that was the first time that it was a very specific like bringing attention to how you can use imagination in order to reach certain technique aspects mm-hmm. and I loved it so much like I sometimes record like some classes and I think like oh my god I'm talking about this associations and metaphors and images that probably sound so weird but yeah. uh, at some point um it does click for people like, oh, instead of describing figure eight, twist, push to diagonal, put to the side, put to the back. It's like, no, it's just one word, like draw, like uh, literally sometimes draw a figure eight on the floor as if your pencil and you're drawing on the paper and it clicks or swing from side to side your hips. And then for people, different imageries, it will yeah. right away activate actual technique. <laughs> so it's yes. interesting how... how um, that concept also is incorporated in specific dance movement theory, therapy, and you bring it to ballet dance. Still, from your perspective as a specialist uh, who is focusing on like uh, psychology a lot and on dance movement therapy, do you notice any tendencies in people who choose to come to ballet dance class? Because there are so many varieties of dance styles and mm-hmm. I kind of feel like we are drawn to ballet dance for many different reasons, but at the same time, they're probably, I mean, this is my guess, I, I'm really curious about your opinion, but is there anything that is kind of as a tendency or appearing again and again or some similarity from psychological point of view of maybe from those emotions or tensions that we are holding in our body that... That's why people, those people choose to go to ballet dance and let's say not to a tango class or to a ballroom or to, I don't know, just to go to gym, but they choose to decide to go to ballet dance activity. Mm-hmm. Ah, Jana. <laughs> yes. Um, actually, uh, when I was about to finish my career, my final, um, my final, work, my final work on university was about this, uh, actually, why we choose belly dance and not uh, ballet or jazz or flamenco or anything else. That was master degree you're talking about? No, this is my university degree. Ah, so before... But okay. I didn't finish my university, uh, this work. I, I, at the end, I, um, I use, I degree with an exam. I don't know, uh, there's different ways to do the, to achieve the degree. You can uh-huh. do a... Uh, work or you can do the exam at the end I was taking too long and I decided to do the exam but this is a question I've been asking myself for many 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 years and I think there is a a pattern I think there is like uh, there must be uh, some kind of uh, personal uh, inner pattern uh, that why we are looking belly dance I think uh, we have talked about this many times and we all know belly dance, it's a dance that uh, makes you go very, very deep on your femininity, that makes you go very deep on uh, self-consciousness uh, and like an empowerment 
we all know this and this is not uh, not something new but uh, but when i see uh, all my students going to belly dance and when i see which students don't go don't keep going on the classes and which students keep on the classes um I just keep making the same question and I, I would like to be doing like a work and to do some statistics and to do some personal tests to really go deeper because uh, I'm sure there is some something in there about us that makes you fall in love in belly dance. I think we are a very person, I don't know, one of my guesses is that we are some person that maybe are a little bit shy and we we just need like this uh, this impulse to really open ourselves and to be um, more uh, um, I don't know what's the word more no, not secure because I'm not talking about security I'm talking about uh, shy shy shyness shyness, the word? Uh -huh. yeah, yeah. shyness. so For me, many, many of, of my students, and I talk, of course, about myself and the students I have had for many years, I think belly dance, it's like, uh, like this moment in your life when you connect to yourself and when, when you are like accepting how is, uh, how is your body, you are trying to recognize it and you are trying also to be strong and visible in a society that keep uh, managing men. So uh, we know that uh, the female body, it's still being sometimes like this sensual body that it's perverse and that it can be sell like, a, like an object and can be used to be like uh, something you have to have perfect because this is what... They have to thought us all our life. So um, I think that when you find the belly dance, you are really trying to understand uh, the female body from another perspective. And you are trying to fight against this way of thinking. I can be here dancing uh, like with this movement that some maybe think they are really sensual and they are really... Um, desvergonzados, many words I don't know in English, I, I would like to say, <laughs> okay. uh, but you are doing like shameless, okay, uh -huh. and, and if I am here and I'm doing this, it's because I only, I, I love my body and I love the way I can move and I am not ashamed of this and nobody should be ashamed, ashamed. so I think there is like a junk uh, talk about the collective unconsciousness, So I think in, in belly dance, it's like a collective unconsciousness female trying to work or to put face at this uh, society. It's keep working on men. I, I don't know if I can explain this very good in English, but I hope you understand me. No, I understand. And it's just funny. I was like thinking like, oh, what a ironic twist because one of the most common stereotypes about belly dance is that, oh, belly dance is for seduction of a uh, male. <laughs> yes, exactly. And then here we're talking about finding empowerment and focusing on 
your own world and your own body for your for its own sake through ballet dance as this toy like isn't that ironic <laughs> yes 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 mm-hmm. uh, in your personal ballet dance journey how do you feel ballet dance changed or contributed to your or contributed to your life to my life um Well, for me, it was like, uh, I, I don't know, I, I don't want to say um, that the dance uh, saved me because uh, it hasn't saved me from anything, but uh, the dance has been for me like uh, my own safe place, you know? I used to play the piano when I was a girl, And my father always told me that I I didn't put passion on it, that I could play the piano, but I wasn't feeling. So when I started to dance, another dance, he, he, he used to say the same to me. Okay, you're dancing, but I, I don't see you like really into the dance. And when I started to do belly dance, my father was like amazed, like he... he He was really shocked because when he saw the passion I put on everything, not only dancing on the stage, but when I wanted to learn a rhythm, when I wanted to do the shimmy for the first time, when I wanted to do uh, all these things, uh, he, he was like, you are, you are completely passion. That's why he was always very supportive to me to quit psychology and to start my, my dance as a, as a dancer. At the end, I didn't do it because I wanted to do both. But he was always like, hey, you, you love this. When I see you, I see the the hitza that I have never seen putting all her soul into this. So I have to say that when I found belly dance, I I cannot say what happened at me. But it, it started... Uh, something inside for me that made me want to go for it every day mm-hmm. and that made me also like uh, make me feel good make me feel safe make me feel loved by myself like I was achieving the things I want like I was uh, getting to understand a different culture that was very different from me and I don't know I think also In the time, it has changed. Sometimes the dance for me has been this safe place. Sometimes the, the dance for me has been like a, like a challenge and it has been very rough and it has been very ge- many years about uh, also questioning me. Uh, do I want to keep doing this? Do I want to be on this uh, uh, artist? Uh, it's not easy, we all know. Uh, So dance for me, it's it's like it's like love. You hate it and you love it. <laughs> uh, and some days I say I hate dance. I hate dance because it makes me go crazy and it makes me uh, keep on doing very persistent on see- on things. And some days I say no, okay, I love dance because it has shown me to be strength. It has shown me to be dedicated. It has shown me to get to know me more. It has shown me to connect to another people. So um, dance for me, uh, I have to say it's all. It's, 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 um, 
a very big part of my life. When I got pregnant for the first time, uh, I, I was afraid. I have to say I was afraid because uh, um, when I was uh, with my belly, I say, okay, I will keep dancing because I love dance and I will never stop dancing. When my baby was born, uh, it came like uh, this instinct, mother instinct that I didn't expect to have. Actually, I, I say, okay, my baby will be born and I will go back to my classes and to to keep on my normal life. But I wanted to be with my baby so, so, so bad that I put my classes behind for a few weeks and I was feeling so bad and so guilty and so um, incomplete that I had to go back to my classes and I have to go back to my to my teaching and I had to leave my baby and well I think maybe many mothers has explained this to you because I think I'm not the first one but this is all actually a moment when you realize how much you love dance because uh, for me, it was like, I love my baby so much, but I also need this for me. In order to be a good mother and in order to be insane and to be health and to be strong for my baby, I need to dance. And I need to have this space where I, where I just uh, feel, uh, feel. When I just feel myself mm -hmm. from inspiration, from movement, I need to move my body. I need to listen. I need to uh, uh, do all the stress out. So I don't know. Dance for me has been always uh, keeping me crazy and keeping me sane. Uh, it's like my all-day medicine uh, I, I always recommend every person to dance because I really think that people don't know the importance of dance until you are doing it, until you really are doing it. You, you learn to listen to your body. You learn to listen to another person. Uh, you learn to, to be calm. You learn to, to be more uh, human, to be more sincere, to be more sensible so I don't know dance for me it's many many things I could be talking about how much has given me but uh, I can say this is my safe place and it's my challenge place and it's the place where I'm afraid sometimes I, and I don't want to be there sometimes because I'm afraid of the both I'm doing as a dancer, as a teacher. Uh, I'm afraid of making mistakes, but I also want to make mistakes in order to be growing more. So it's it's like a chaos. Uh, it's a enormous chaos I love. <laughs> mm. I actually was about to ask uh, how did becoming the mother changed your approach to dance? And you like addressed it a lot, but I'm also curious in terms of your connection to your body. Was it different uh, before pregnancy, during pregnancy, and then after? And if it was different because you have two children at this point right now, so the second like pregnancy was it the same experience or different? <laughs> yes. Um... It's, it's been so different, uh, my body, and the way of thinking about my body. Uh, before I was pregnant, uh, for me, my body, it was like a machine. I, I could uh, 
put as many hours of dance as I want and I could sleep less and I could eat as anything as I want. And actually it, it really it really makes me feel very good because everything I asked for it, I got it. Uh, when I got pregnant for, for the first time, I had a really, really good pregnancy. So for me, it was like I wasn't pregnant. I was doing all my classes. I was dancing until the day before my baby was born. And I didn't have any pain, any uh, dizziness, nothing. I, mm-hmm. I was feeling, feeling very good. And actually, I was very happy to be able to dance with the enormous belly and feeling my baby inside. For me, it was uh, like a, like an adventure. Uh, wow! I I recommend to every pregnant woman because it's really really an amazing feeling to be able to move your belly and to do shimmy and to turn and to do everything with a baby inside. It's really uh, when you say wow, the the body is just a miracle. Uh, I, I couldn't understand how I was able to be. Carrying a baby and to be able to be in my toes in point, turning and doing shimmy and and without breathing. So uh, the pregnancy was was amazing. And when my first baby was born, I understood that I have to take care of my body a little bit more. That uh, it works like a machine, and maybe you can put a lot of stress, but you have to be careful because. uh, I, I had a great uh, the um, pregnancy, and when my, I, I didn't do surgery, I have a mm-hmm, natural uh, birth. Natural birth. So for me, the recovery it was also very very fast. But I did felt that I need to go like slow. My of course, my body need time to go in. The muscles needed to go to your uh, to to their. Um, natural state natural things all the organs inside and of course your mind it's like divided you are thinking about your baby and you are thinking about your work so you forget things you forget uh, choreos you are thinking about one choreo and you're thinking about your baby smile or the other way you are being with your baby and you're thinking oh I want to do this choreo so it's really a transition very complicated because you um, you are very moved by, by two very intense uh, emotions and you want to do both right and it's impossible because uh, at least for one year uh, your baby needs a lot of attention, your body is not in the best way, your mind is not in the best way and you are like reconnecting with your dance like a... a for a few spots. Uh, for me, it was interesting, like working on these themes exactly. Um, I always use uh, my dance and my my personal dance, not my student dance, but my personal dance, uh, dancing like this. What I'm living in this time. So when I I I was with my baby. I was all in love and for me everything was so happy and even if I didn't sleep I was like in a bubble so I needed to dance this so I was uh, connecting with a lot of classical music I was connecting with a lot of lyrical song uh, I was connecting with a lot of um, instrumental song with the bail I was dancing a lot so 
it was like really a very nice way to put in movement how I was feeling. Mm -hmm. And the days I also wasn't feeling so good, well, I was also dancing <laughs> these kind of emotions. And the transition to the second baby was more difficult because in the moment when you start to feel good, in the moment that you say, okay, my body is now again strong, and now I'm feeling like I can concentrate because my baby can stay at home and I can be here for a lot of hours, you got pregnant again. Mm -hmm. it, was, it was a decision. Uh, it was something I wanted. But, uh, yeah, and I knew it was going to be complicated. But I didn't know it was going to be so, so complicated. So you have one little baby uh, demanding a lot for you. You have a, a new belly. Uh, you have new expectations, your body is starting to change again and you want to keep working on the same intensity and with the same amount on projects and it's not possible. So, well, uh, my second pregnancy was on COVID also. Uh, it was not very good times. I was in home with my, with my family. Um, I also had a very difficult pregnancy because I had a... Um, risk of uh, miscarriage mm -hmm. so I was in bed like for three months not all the time but I couldn't move a lot so I was doing online classes in my home with my <sighs> baby boy and with this belly that I couldn't move a lot and in a very very small uh, room wow. explaining to my girls I'm sorry I could I cannot move a lot because the doctor says I have maybe have a miscarriage so I will just do some exercises so for me, it was really, really, really a very difficult time. I also uh, lose my father the last year, so I, I emotionally I was really, really chaotic. And um, the pregnancy for me, it was like my light. Really, I was very happy to have my my baby girl coming, but it was very difficult. And uh, when she was born in January last year. Uh, we're still on COVID, so it's been very difficult times. The, his brother, he couldn't go to the hospital. Um, we have to stay in home without seeing anybody. Uh, I couldn't have my family from Mexico. I was uh, alone here for the first time. Um, I came to my classes like three weeks before I, I, I gave birth because I needed to go to classes, but I needed to, to stay on, on house and well it but it was different it was really different i was uh, i have to say like more stress i was more uh, sad sometimes i couldn't connect to dance this this has been the first time in my life that has been difficult to me to connect to dance many days i go to to say okay i need a time for me to connect and i used to stay alone in my class maybe for two hours, and I couldn't dance anything. So I just started to improvise and to do some dance movement therapy for myself just to see what my body was needing because I couldn't understand if I wanted to do classical or lyrical or drum solo. Everything I started, I said, no, this is not flowing good. Uh, I don't feel this. Okay, I do a classical. No, I don't feel like this. Okay, I will do a mayanset. No, I don't feel like this. So I wasn't connecting to anything. And 
that's why before I say this dance has been scary for me. Uh, for the first time, I felt okay. Maybe I just lost the the capacity to to dance and to connect to dance, not to dance technically, but to really feel and to be there dancing with all my my passion. And I decided that I just needed time. That it has been very difficult, been many emotions. And I used to do this as a routine. I came every day to my studio and I stay there for like two hours, play some music, lie on the floor, listen to myself. Sometimes I move, sometimes I didn't move at all. Sometimes I move with uh, Arabic music, sometimes I move with music I love. And I have to say it was really, really, really helpful. It, it was a way to give me time to to also admit, okay, I don't want to dance now, and that's not uh, terrifying, it's not happening anything bad. I can accept that maybe now I need some time because I need to focus on my baby because it's been a very difficult pregnancy, it's been a, a difficult times for everybody. So I just need to, to get some new inspiration, some new sources, and to let my body relax and, and rest. So after maybe two or three months, I started to reconnect, uh, doing some movements, not with Arabic music, I have to say. I connected with music very, very familiar for me that I love and that moves me myself. And, and then I started to teach because I think maybe it was easier to see my students and to connect to them. Uh, in movement because I started to connect myself and yes it was like this mm -hmm. I started to dance with them to do some sequences to remind okay remember this choreo remember this movement and someday I started to dance and and it was also very very nice to go back because it was like fresh air it was like some perspective to say I needed this I'm not the same hits as I used to be I have two sons now. Uh, I don't have the same time as I had before. So I have to be more practiced. I have to be more organized. I have to be more disciplined because when I have time to work, I have to do this choreo. I have to dance. I have to find the music. I have to plan my classes. And so uh, it, it, it changes your life uh, when you have kids and you have to be really focused on what you want because... Uh, you can be with them all the time and the time goes like this mm -hmm. so it's been yes like a mountain all the time and I think it will be like this for many years now <laughs> well but uh, one thing that is so important that you mention is uh, giving yourself time whenever you go through whichever tough periods regardless of the reasons or the things but we all hit sometimes that ah something is not working something is not clicking like i don't feel connected to dance and sooner or later for people who are especially intense for those who are either super intense in their training or transform dance into their profession that's like just just be ready that at some point it will hit yes and it's important very often just to give yourself time. Yes. And you know what's more important? Now you make me think that I think this is actually like necessary. I think for an artist, this, um, 
these moments in your life when you need to stop and reconnect or disconnect, it's actually like parte aguas. It's like a, part of the journey. <laughs> yes, part of the journey, and it's this makes you uh, like jump into a different uh, stage of your career, and it makes you uh, get inspirations from different things, and and you evolve from these things. So mm-hmm. I think it's necessary. Yeah, so true. So on this note, uh, what is your uh, next stage of your dance journey career? What do you do? You have any like dreams or goals related to your dancing in the future that you, or maybe some projects that are coming up, or anything that you feel like sharing with us today? <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I I I keep on working with my dance company, doing some belly dance fusion. Uh, working a lot with different languages and actually uh, I keep on liking more and more to be in the producer uh, part so uh, every year we do like a big uh, show and every year I like it more and I love just to be there making the whole organization and the the whole production about uh, the the show. So I would like to explore more about this. I I know I will never stop dancing as a as a dancer. I love to dance, and I I think now I'm an, I'm in a different way because I want to explore also like different perspective in, in belly dance, and I love the traditional and I love the essence of belly dance. But I also like when I find myself out of this and keep on trying like new stuff so mm-hmm. I think not, right now I am this way as a dancer and as a, a choreographer I like to explore and to get part also in a in a producer and to see how it goes Hmm. that's exciting that's cool and where can our listeners possibly find more information about you find maybe your online classes uh, uh, that they got intrigued by not only belly dance but with some elements of dance movement therapy in the belly dance class so um and i'm pretty sure you are not only teaching in person but possibly teaching or offering if not group classes but maybe a one-on-one sessions online so where can people find more information about you and where they can follow your further dance journey okay yes you can, they can follow me uh, on instagram as uh, hits uh, belly dance uh, but they can also find me on uh, my web page hitsadance.com you can find there all the information about my classes you can contact me if you are interested about some dance movement therapy even online or in, in life and uh, yes please please join me and contact i will i would love to and you are already teaching in person classes in barcelona they are yes. opening right yes we are now uh, in life and i hope we can keep this all the year <laughs> Let's hope for that. Let's hope for the best uh, scenario. Yes. And um, I also want to thank you for taking this time and to sharing uh, your knowledge and your dance experience and your dance journey. That was very insightful. And for me, I did a couple of discoveries and I'm pretty sure our listeners find out uh, more about different sides of dance. Like we all know the dance hills, but there is also some nuances and some 
let's say areas or directions of dance that is specifically like dance movement therapy and uh, maybe for some of our listeners that was completely new so thank you for sharing your knowledge and thank you for sharing your experience with us today (laughs) thank you Jana thank you very much because I was really really happy to be here and uh, yes I hope the the audience can get some new inspirations and get to know dance therapy and to be inspiring Mm -hmm. some way And I would like to sum up our conversation with our traditional question. We already discussed this topic and you really dived like deeper, but you were more talking about your like uh, passionate state that was observed by like in that case, in that story by your father, but maybe twisting or rephrasing the question can bring some other ideas or maybe just repeat the same, but like in different way. But the question, our traditional question of the podcast is, what makes you fall in love with ballet dance again and again that you keep doing it for so many years? I think for me, it's like a, an infinite source of creative and a way of understanding life. For me, dance, it's a way to, to understand how we work, how we understand each other, and also a way to keep on getting in touch with another people, uh, to understand another, to to not be an individual person, uh, to get to be more social and to be more sensitive. I think we nowadays, uh, with all this online, uh, we need to be more present, we need to be more close. And I think dance for me, it's uh, it's this, it's all, it's, It reminds me every day that we don't live alone, that we need each other and that that we need to to be all the time moving energy in order to keep working as a as a society. That's it for today, guys. But before you go away, don't forget to screenshot this episode and share it with your friends. And if you post it on social media, please tag me and our guest because we love seeing who is listening to the podcast. Thanks for being with us and I'll see you next week. Same time, same place.